Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast each and every week, right here on your platform of choice iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeart, uh, wherever else we are. I don't even know all the places this publishes, but a lot of them. And hopefully, Obviously, a spot that you can find and listen in each and week, each and every week. And it is a busy week. This is one of the my favorite times of the year. The uh, the craziness of the final week of the regular season, the last Friday night of the regular season is over. Don't have that to worry about. But we have some really great games this week, and obviously coming up forward. Um, as, I, as I talked about a little bit, I think last week or in the last podcast anyway, things are a little bit bittersweet at this time of the year too, because we now have uh, about half of the teams no longer playing. And each week, that number still alive gets cut further in half. So uh, you, you love this time of the year, but you understand that it can be a very difficult time of the year for uh, for people that are seeing their high school football careers come to an end. On this week's edition of the WSN Podcast, we're going to break down a little bit more in-depth each of the divisions, what the reaction is, what, uh, what to look for, etc. And going to get to my picks to win state in each division and actually the final four in each division. You'll see a full... Uh, article coming out on Thursday on WSN that will have all of our staff picks, as well as some of our great media partners from around the state participating. So you can take a look at uh, you know who some of us think the favorites are in each of the divisions, and it varies by division. Some of the ones, uh, some of the divisions, you can look at and say, you know what, it seems pretty clear this team or, or these couple teams are head and shoulders above the rest. And then there's a couple of divisions that you look at and say, oh my gosh, I I have no clue. I don't know, uh, for instance, especially in Division Two, where you go in Division Two. The uh, the field is very crowded. There's a lot of good teams there, but you know where's where's the elite teams in Division Two? But we'll get there shortly as we go through our division by division look. But we are going to start in Division One, actually, a division that. Uh, Coming into the playoffs, one of the the storylines was how the WIAA would split up that Northeast Fox Valley power trio of Bayport, Kimberly, and Fond du Lac. Bayport and Kimberly undefeated. uh, Fond du Lac had one loss, but still was a conference champion. And I was rather surprised to see that the WIAA sent them in three different directions to three different groupings. I went back, I uh, believe it was about 10 years, and I only found one other instance where the Northeastern grouping, or I guess you could call it the Northern grouping because it would include some of the uh, North Central teams in the what used to be the uh, Wisconsin Valley Conference and then Hudson out to the uh, far West, Superior, if they ever fell in, in uh, D1. Um, but there was only one other time that they sent that Northern group of schools to three different regional groupings. Um, but this year... Uh, ended up going that route. And so Fond du Lac went down with the Madison schools. Kimberly stayed in that northern grouping. And then a little bit surprising, Bayport went in a grouping with a number of Milwaukee schools. Um, 
traditionally the WIAA had sent uh, some of the uh, VFA teams, the FVA teams, down into that northern Milwaukee area grouping. Uh, but as it turned out, as it played out, um, I think on the left side of the bracket, I think Kimberly especially has a very, uh, very strong chance to get through the grouping. If you read my article from uh, from earlier this week on the relative strength using um, the win-loss percentage of the teams in each regional grouping, if you use that as a barometer, which it's not a you know, an exact criteria. It's not a, you know, um, it, it's subjective still. Uh, you know, there's there's not a comparison in place for a five and four team compared to another five and four team in terms of the the schedule they played and um, you know whether they played bigger schools, smaller schools, etc. But it is a it is an objective way to provide some data to the conversation. Division one Group A that includes Kimberly has the lowest win-loss, combined win-loss percentage of any of the groupings in the entire state, regardless of division. Four and five, Nina got a home game. Five of the eight teams are either four and five or five and four. Appleton North is a two seed, and they have three losses. So it was a, uh, a division that, um, or a grouping, excuse me, that just doesn't have a lot, seem to have a lot of strength to it, um, and like I said, I think that sets up Kimberly as a pretty strong favorite to come out of there. Bayport, I don't think they'll have any uh, too big of a problem in the first couple games. They did not have a problem this year much at all as they rolled through undefeated and dominated teams along the way. They put a running clock on Pulaski in the final week of the season, and Pulaski ended up as a top seed in Division Two. But I think the game, potential game at level three between... Marquette in Bayport could be pretty interesting. Marquette has a lot of talent. They had a lot of expectations coming into the year, but they struggled out of the gate, losing the first three, and have won six straight since then, have looked much, much better. And I think that could be a, a pretty interesting game for Bayport in the state semifinals. Now, with that said, I did pick Bayport to get through so on the left side of the bracket, I've got Kimberly and Bayport uh, going through to the state semifinals. On the right side of the bracket, the lower right, uh, I think Muskego, the defending state champions, is a pretty strong favorite there. Um, McQuanago maybe could give them a game. Franklin, uh, you know, I, I just don't know that the Southeast Conference was really that strong this year, so I, I still don't know what we know about Franklin. They had a very good game with Fond du Lac early in the year. But I do think Muskego is the favorite to come out of there, and that's my pick. So that's three number one seeds that I have advancing. And then that brings us to Group C, the group that features a number of uh, Madison area schools, six of them, in fact. And then Fond du Lac comes down and Arrowhead comes over. I did think it was kind of interesting, and maybe it's the way it would have played out anyway. Maybe it's the way it should have played out, but uh, the two schools that are not from the Big Eight, Arrowhead and Fond du Lac get matched up in week one, in level one, so that there's not a potential that both of those teams advance. I wonder if that came into play a little bit in the seeding. Um, but again, it, it may have played out that way anyway. If you look at the records, I, I think you know it, it, uh, it, it makes some sense for that to happen. Uh, Arrowhead was only four and five after all. 
Sun Prairie, who was the sixth seed, was six and three, so had two more wins than them. Had uh, I think a better resume overall, but uh, we'll see if this is the year that somebody besides Sun Prairie can carry the the flag for the Big Eight. It has been a while since a team besides Sun Prairie really made any kind of significant noise in the postseason. Madison Memorial is the top seed there, undefeated. Fond du Lac is the two seed. I really like Verona as well. Middleton has come on really strong at the end of the year. Um, I like Fond du Lac to come out of that group, though. Again, I, I'm just, until the Big 8 schools prove it, I'm just a little bit skeptical. And uh, so I like Fond du Lac to come out of there. So I have a final four of Kimberly, Bayport, Muskego, and Fond du Lac in Division One. I like Muskego over Fond du Lac. And then on the left side of the bracket, that will be a great game if it happens, as we think it might. We have seen some playoff games between Kimberly and Bayport over the years that have been some pretty good games. They've been some pretty hyped games. Uh, I can't remember exactly. Uh, I think there was a game a few years ago where both were undefeated. Uh, of course, last year, Kimberly beat Bayport in the playoffs, but uh, Kimberly had a loss at the time. So I, I like that, uh, that matchup, obviously. Um, as much as I would love to see Gary Westerman and the Pirates get over the hump after being so close with so many outstanding teams over the years and get to Madison for the first time, I just have a hard time picking against Steve Jones because every time I do it, he makes me look kind of stupid. So I am going to pick Kimberly to get through, which means that I'm going to have uh, a rematch of the Division I state title game between Kimberly and Muskego. And as I, much as I just sung the praises of Steve Jones and how picking against him always makes me look bad, I am going to pick against him in the state championship game, and I'm going to take Muskego to repeat as state champion over Kimberly. I like what uh, Muskego can do, obviously, on the ground with their wing tee. And so I'm going to have, uh, in, in my predictions, that will come out tomorrow on wissports.net, the, the full list, I like Muskego over Kimberly in Division One. Division Two, I have no clue. I, I have no clue what to expect out of Division Two. It's a division that um, I think lost a little bit of luster when some teams, some pretty good teams, dropped down to Division Three. Uh, some of the traditional powers in Division Two kind of stumbled, especially at the end of the year. If you look at the top seeds, Pulaski lost. In fact, a running clock in Week Nine. Waterford lost in Week 9. Brookfield Central had two losses. Uh, they did win in Week 9. Wanakee had been number one in the coaches' poll all year, but they lost in Week 9. So I, I just don't know. Hartford is the only undefeated team. I think there's a lot of really solid teams in Division 2. There's some really good depth in Division 2, I think. But I look around D2 and I wonder, where are the elite teams? Where are those teams that you can look at and say, all right, this team... Uh, that's a state title team. That's a uh, a state finalist type team. And I just don't know where to go, to be quite honest with you, in Division Two, which makes it really difficult to pick, uh, made it really difficult to uh, to pick who would get through, especially in that uh, Group B, which has a number of the Greater Metro and North Shore Conference teams. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I ended up in that grouping taking Homestead and Brookfield Central to get through. And in a rematch of last year's title game, uh, I picked Brookfield Central, but 
just like picking against Steve Jones, every time I pick against Dave Keel, I look really stupid. So I have uh, Brookfield Central advancing out of that grouping. In Group A, I like Pulaski, but I, I'm just not sure how good the FRCC was this year, and, and so I'm just not sh sure how good Pulaski was. Um, Hortonville, you know, has been flying a little bit under the radar this year. I, I can't remember if they ever did manage to sneak in the rankings of a very deep and balanced division. Now, they did not play, uh, you know, a ton of the real tough teams in the crossovers. They did not play Kimberly in a crossover. They did play Fond du Lac in a conference game and, and lost that one. Um, but they're eight and one. And I did pick Hortonville to get through out of that grouping. On the other side of the bracket, I did take Hartford through. Uh, it was a tough choice between Hartford and Wanakee. Um, you know, Wanakee's pretty beat up right now. And, and obviously they got, uh, you know, they got it taken to them a little bit there in week nine against a forest. And so I did end up taking Hartford over Wanakee in a level three game there. So Hartford getting uh, through to the state semifinals. In the uh, group D, this was one that I went back and forth on. Uh, this is another one where there were quite a few of the teams from the same conference from the Southern Lakes in there. It was interesting that Waukesha West and Kettle Moraine get matched up in, in uh, level one. Those are two teams that I think uh, coming out of the Classic 8, I think could have made some noise, both of them. And I think I would have taken Kettle Moraine maybe as a little bit of a sleeper uh, in that grouping had they not matched up with Waukesha West. Um, I like Waukesha West to come out of this group. I don't know why. I, I mean, you know, they had some struggles this year, um, but so did everybody else in that in that grouping. Again, Waterford got beaten week nine. They got uh, just dominated in time of possession and number of plays by Badger. And those two teams, by the way, could meet up in level two. So I ended up taking Waukesha West to get through, I guess is a little bit of a sleeper, but... Um, so I have a final four of Hartford, Brookfield, Central, Hortonville, and Waukesha West. Still don't have much of an idea of where to go from there, to be quite honest with you, but I did take Brookfield Central over Hortonville on one side and Hartford over Waukesha West on the other side. This is the division that I have by far the least amount of confidence in my final four picks and my state championship pick but I did take Hartford over Brookfield Central, which would be a third straight runner-up finish for Brookfield Central. Really wanted to pick them to win it all, and it wouldn't be surprise, uh, would not be a surprise if they did. Um, but I, I went with Hartford, who's been the most consistent team. You know, they've played a, a pretty challenging schedule in the North Shore Conference. And so I went with Hartford to win it all in Division Two. Division Three got a lot more interesting after the Actual playoff pairings and uh, qualifiers came out. Some of those teams in D3 were probably singing hallelujahs after they saw that Catholic Memorial ended up going down to Division 4. But then they maybe weren't so excited after the full playoff field came out because some very good teams ended up dropping down to D3 that we originally had thought were probably going to be Division 2 teams you know, before the season started. DeForest, Menominee, West Appear. Those are all teams that ended up with number one seeds and all teams that we had projected before the season to be in Division Two. So the, uh, the joy 
for those D3 teams was a little bit short-lived. In the Northwest grouping in Division Three, um, I like Menominee to come out of there. Uh, I, I think River Falls and Medford could be uh, a couple of uh, really strong teams and strong challengers for, for Menominee. Menominee is uh, a little bit beat up right now, but they did take care of business uh, the last couple weeks despite some injury issues. Medford's undefeated. Their defense has looked very good, but they just, I, I'm not sold on the Greater Metro, excuse me, on the Great Northern Conference and on their schedule in general. So, as much as I uh, would, would love to pick them through and a Great Northern team to, to make some noise for the first time in a while, I actually have them going down to River Falls, I think. I'd have to double check, I guess. I can't remember now. Um, either way, I do have Menominee coming out of that grouping. Um, So uh, that's what I have in the Northwest grouping. Yes, I did have River Falls beating Medford and then Menominee over River Falls. Even though River Falls is uh, missing their all-state caliber running back, Seth Cole, by the way. The South, or I guess not Southwest, um, Group B. West Appear, I think, is a heavy favorite to come out of there. Now, I do think that Grafton has the potential to maybe give them some trouble in Week 2 in the Level 2 playoffs. Of course, Grafton would have to get past Ashwabanon on the road. Um, but I do like West Appear to get through. I do think that there are a couple of upset possibilities there that could be uh, Grafton over Ashwabanon, and it could be Whitefish Bay in Menasha. Whitefish Bay comes out of a pretty tough league, um, and Menasha has struggled a little bit in the playoffs the last few years. I do think West Appear is very strong favorite to come out of that grouping. I do think they will come out of that grouping. Group C, I would have potentially picked my Reedsburg Beavers to get to a state semifinal had it not been for DeForest dropping down. Uh, DeForest is the top seed there. Reedsburg's the four, which means that Reedsburg would have to play DeForest in level two. That's assuming that Reedsburg can uh, handle Cole Wisniewski and, and Sparta. Um, I like Reedsburg's defense. I like their ball control that they can put on you in the playoffs. I like the uh, style of play that they have as a uh, you know, a, a difficult thing to prepare for on short notice and, and maybe not having that familiarity. But DeForest, I think, is just too good. They shut out Reedsburg 28-0 the first time around. On Alaska, um, I have them getting uh, through uh, to the level three playoffs. And then DeForest, I think, is a pretty strong favorite in that grouping. The Southeast grouping in Group D, New Berlin-Eisenhower is getting their players back that were suspended for a hazing incident earlier in the year. And I think they are looking like a, uh, a pretty strong favorite to get through. Whitnall um, maybe could have been in the mix, but uh, a little bit uncertain on the status of Nate Varkakel, the uh, outstanding running back and defensive back. Um, and so I, I am going to go with New Berlin Eisenhower out of that grouping. So my final four is all number one seeds. I do have DeForest getting over uh, New Berlin Eisenhower on the right side of the bracket and West Appear over Menominee on the left side. So that would set up a West Appear DeForest showdown. And uh, I think I, I might have taken both of these teams to get to state, if not win it in Division Two. to be quite honest with you, had they ended up in Division Two, But in Division Three, you're looking at the potential for, I think, a really great state, uh, state championship game between two really balanced teams. But I do have... West appear over DeForest for that Division Three championship. D4 is probably the division in terms of state champion that I'm most certain about. And I think many people 
probably are going to uh, to look at it the same way. With Catholic Memorial dropping down, um, it, it, it is difficult to see anyone beating the Crusaders in D4. They would have been one of the contenders or favorites in Division Three, of course. It, it does, uh, you know, it, it's disappointing for some teams, and especially, I think, a team like Lake Mills, who quite honestly, if if not for Catholic Memorial, I probably would have picked Lake Mills to win state. But Lake Mills not only has to have Catholic Memorial come down to their division, they ended up in the same regional grouping. So a, a possible level three matchup between Lake Mills and Catholic Memorial. Um, Adam Mullen is doing some incredible things for Lake Mills. He's responsible for over 90% of their offensive yards and offensive touchdowns. But uh, I just I don't think it's enough to get past Catholic Memorial. Some of the other groupings are, are a little bit more up in the air and, and were some, had some tough games to pick. Um, a pretty balanced division, a, a division where we have seen a lot of upsets and Cinderella teams come through in the past. And uh, I did take freedom to get through in the Group A uh, grouping. And then I did take Unbeaten Keel to get through in Group B. Now, the caveat I would say in, uh, in Group A, we have seen a middle border conference team represent at the state championship game for, what, five or six years now? And so St. Croix Central, Osceola, Baldwin-Woodville, I think are very realistic options to come out of there and knock off freedom potentially. And it would not be a surprise at all if one of those teams, maybe St. Croix Central, gets back to state once again. In Group C... Evansville's the top seed. I saw Evansville, but unfortunately, it was their worst game of the year. They did have some players suspended and uh, did not look very good against McFarland. They lost 23-8 to in the game I saw and obviously weren't very impressive in that game. So I'm kind of struggling on, uh, on where to factor in the Blue Devils. They, they went 8-0, and and all their other games uh, other than Edgerton were, excuse me, were, uh, you know, Pretty easy wins for the most part, but just having seen them and not being impressed with that particular game, uh, I'm I'm not gonna pick Evansville. It came down to Edgerton and River Valley in level two on who I think would beat Evansville in level three, and I went back and forth a lot. Edgerton is a very good team. I, I like a lot of what they can do, um, but I did end up picking River Valley as the team to not only get past Edgerton in level two, but get past Evan Evansville in level three and get to the state semifinals. So my state semifinals, uh, my uh, finalists, semifinalists, excuse me, were Freedom Keel, River Valley, and Catholic Memorial. Catholic Memorial is my pick to win state over Freedom coming in from the west, or excuse me, the left side of the bracket. Division five, a very strong division, especially with Teams like Racine St. Catharines and Northwestern and GET dropping down. Uh, the big story in D5, uh, amongst many, I guess, you have the defending champion, St. Mary Springs, no longer in the division. They drop down to D6. You have D4 champion Racine St. Catharines dropping down into Division 5. And then you had the uh, interesting situation there in Group A, where Northwestern and Stratford, both undefeated, were placed together. and. 
Northwestern got the top seed. It ended up coming down to a coin flip to decide that one. Northwestern had three other teams from their conference represented in that grouping, all voted for Northwestern. The three other teams voted for Stratford, despite the fact that Stratford is having a historic, historic season. Nine games, nine shutouts. They've allowed less than 100 total yards to their opposition. They're averaging... Uh, if not 50 points, close to 50 points a game. I, I can't remember the exact number now. Um, but Northwestern got the top seed, coming out of a more difficult conference overall, I think, at the uh, in the heart of North. So that will be one of the great games in the state in Level 3, if that happens, would be Northwestern and Stratford. But I do take Stratford to come out of that grouping. Amherst, I think, is a pretty sound favorite to come out of their grouping. Uh, Kiwani maybe could give some problems there, but uh, I like Amherst to come out of that group. Group C was a little bit tougher. Um, GET has had some very good teams, but come up short a few times in the playoffs. Uh, I don't, I don't fully, I guess, trust the uh, the Red Hawks, especially moving to the South Central Conference this year, where they did not face uh, real great competition. To be quite honest with you. But I do pick GET to come out of that group. But I think that's a group where you could see a dark horse. You could see a Columbus or an Aquinas or Platteville maybe. Maybe Prairie du Chien puts it all together. But uh, that was probably the toughest one to pick. And then down in the group D, Lake Country Lutheran got the top seed. Maybe a little bit surprisingly over Racine St. Catharines. But I do like Racine St. Catharines in that grouping. I think... Uh, I think it likely that St. Cats and Lake Country Lutheran meet in level three, and I'll take St. Catharines in that one. In my state championship game, I have Stratford and Racine St. Catharines, and I'm going to take Stratford to win it all in Division 5. Division 6, obviously big news there. The defending champion, Iola Scandinavia T-Birds, did not qualify for the playoffs in Division 6. They didn't qualify at all. St. Mary Springs, the defending Division Five state champions, they dropped down to Division Six this year. So that was the uh, the big story in Division Six. Now on the left side of the bracket, I think Regis is a heavy, heavy favorite to not only come out of their grouping, but also get to a state final. They have been dominant this year. Uh, so I like them to get all the way through to a state championship game. And then I went out on a little bit of a limb. I did take um, a couple of upsets in the other... Uh, group B on the left side. I picked Auburndale to beat top-seeded Abbotsford in level two, and I actually have Manawa, who's the second seed, coming out of that grouping down in group B. So I have Manawa getting through and taking on Regis in a state semifinal. Group C, maybe the deepest overall grouping in the entire state, regardless of division. You've got Mondovi undefeated at the top. Mineral Point is a top, uh, is a undefeated team as well, got the second seed. Lancaster is a very strong program. Benton Scales Mound has looked pretty solid. Darlington is the five seed after some struggles, but they beat Lake Country Lutheran early in the year. So some really interesting matchups there. By the way, I, I tweeted it out yesterday. Lancaster matches up with Osseo Fairchild, which uh, conjured up memories of a 2014 game between those two teams that ended 82-45 to in favor of Lancaster. Lancaster had over 600 yards of total offense. Um, and just put up incredible numbers. They averaged 16 yards a carry in the game. But Osseo Fairchild stayed in it. Kyler Hagen threw for 
over 400 yards and seven touchdowns in that one. I don't think it'll be quite the shootout this year. I like Lancaster to get through. Um, and in that game, I did take Mineral Point. Uh, excuse me, in that grouping, I did take Mineral Point to get through over Mondovi in, uh, in a level three game. Group D, uh, the, the big news there uh, sets up a potential showdown in level three between top-seeded and undefeated Racine Lutheran and St. Mary's Springs. That level three game could be the game that Tyler Tenner potentially breaks the all-time rushing record. Racine Lutheran is obviously very reliant on him, and I just feel like even with some early stumbles for St. Mary Springs, I just feel like Bob Highland will find a way to game plan such that one player is not going to beat him. And so I have St. Mary Springs over Racine Lutheran. I then have St. Mary Springs over Mineral Point, setting up a Regis versus St. Mary Springs championship game in Division Six, And I will take the Regis Ramblers to win it all in D6. Division seven, quite honestly, the last few years, it's really been all about the top three teams in that division, Bangor, Blackhawk, and Edgar. And I don't think much will change this year. All three of those teams, I think, are as good as any of the state championship uh, teams that they've had the last few years. And it would be a surprise if the state titleist did not come from that trio, I think. Um, Bangor, I think, is a, a heavy, heavy favorite to come out of their grouping. Edgar, I think, is a strong favorite to come out of their grouping with potentially a game against uh, undefeated Almond Bancroft in level three, but I really would would take Edgar uh, pretty strongly in that one. Blackhawk Warren, uh, I think, is a heavy favorite to come out of their group. And that leaves group D, where you have uh, a couple of very good teams in Hilbert and Lourdes Academy, both undefeated. Hilbert comes out of the, uh, the Big East Conference, a little bit tougher league than the Trailways Small that Lourdes Academy plays in. So I did take Hilbert over Lourdes Academy in the Level 3 playoffs, and Hilbert thus to get to the state semifinals. I went back and forth quite a bit on the game, the potential state semifinal game between Bangor and Edgar. Um, these teams met a few years ago when Edgar was a defending champion and undefeated, and Bangor ended up winning that one and going on to win a state title. Um, a tough, tough call. I ended up picking Bangor. And I have Bangor over Blackhawk Warren in the state championship game. So that's my pick in D7. The eight-player football playoffs, first time ever. There will be a 16-team. There is a 16-team playoff qualifying field. The state title game will be played a week before the uh, rest of the state title games. There's one fewer level of playoffs. I like the top seeds in all of the uh, regions, all four of the regions to get through. Belmont, Shell Lake, Newman Catholic, and Luck. And I have a state title game pick in eight-player football between Luck and Newman Catholic. And what a um, contrast of styles that would be. Newman Catholic is a spread team. They do not have a single player on their roster over 200 pounds. Luck is a lineup in a tight formation, run the ball at you, pound you, pound you, pound you, over and over team. And I will take Luck over Newman Catholic in a state championship game. Both those teams would come in undefeated. Would be a real fun, uh, fun matchup to try to get to. 
So there you have it. That's my picks in each of the divisions. You can review them further tomorrow on Wisports.net when we put together our staff and uh, media partner picks. We'll see how I do. Uh, I am also, as you may have seen, each level of the playoffs, I will pick each individual game. So I have all my picks for all of the level one games included in the appropriate and uh, respective division playoff preview article. Next week, when I do a level two playoff preview for each division, I'll repick the actual games and go through the playoffs that way, see how I do. Um, I'm not going to be 100% perfect. I'll, I'll spoil the uh, surprise for you. Uh, so if you want to give me a hard time for picking one of your, your, your favorite team's games wrong, um, I'll take my overall record. Uh, I'll take it. I'm not going to get everyone right. So. If you want to get upset about one game, so be it. <laughs> um, so yeah, check out the rest of the playoff previews that we'll have coming out on Wisports.net uh, today and tomorrow. We'll get those wrapped up. Uh, again, the staff and media partner picks coming out on Thursday. If you haven't already, make sure you join in the Pick'em Contest that our uh, outstanding message board posters, uh, specifically Amped 08, put together uh, through the Bracket Maker site. You can find that article with links to all of the appropriate divisions on WIS Sports. We'll kind of sweeten the pot a little bit if uh, whoever wins the overall uh, rankings for all divisions, you're going to have to pick all divisions. Whoever has the highest score, we'll give a free uh, WSN Extra subscription to. So again, get, uh, get involved and see where you, see where you stack up. Going to be a fun week. Get out to a game. You're going to be able to potentially see some teams that you otherwise might not be able to in some of these playoff games. So get out and support those kids. Get out and support the, uh, the action. And don't forget that we have a ton of basketball content starting to come out on Wisports.net as well. Norbert Durst is knee-deep in the conference previews that you can check out on WSN. Mark Miller has started his uh, previews as well uh, with the divisional previews and you can look for more preseason content coming out from him and if you haven't already make sure you get in on ordering your wisconsin basketball yearbook 35th edition i believe it is the bible for high school basketball in the state of wisconsin but obviously we're gonna have a uh, pretty considerable focus on the football playoffs the, the next couple weeks and uh so check out a game this has been a WSN podcast. I am Travis Wilson, general manager at wisports.net. We'll see you at a game. <laughs>